Tara Long here. Today's podcast is going to focus on a story from inside Ms. Tara Affolter's classroom. She's been participating in some really awesome STEM challenges that have had a very positive effect on her students, and I can't wait for you to hear that story. But first, just a few quick announcements. It's testing season, and April will see testing at both Ellensburg High School and Lincoln Elementary. Testing at Morgan, Mount Stewart, and Valley View will happen in May. You can check your school's respective calendars at esd401.org for the exact dates. Next, I want to let you know about a fundraiser that Lincoln Elementary School is heading up. This is a fundraiser for the Gretchen Weller Foundation that helps provide assistance to families fighting cancer. And a member of the Lincoln family will be benefiting from the donations collected. If you have any spare change lying around your house, you can take it to Lincoln Elementary School or you can bring it to the Ellensburg School District office. We'll be donating all those funds to the Gretchen Waller Foundation. And now, on to the story. I'm here with Megan Rivard. She's a former high school science teacher and she is currently working on her National STEM teaching certification. And this process requires her to spend some time observing classrooms. And she recently found herself in Mrs. Tara Affolter's fifth grade class at Lincoln Elementary School. She was so inspired by what she saw there that she wrote a letter to the Ellensburg School District Board of Directors and our incoming superintendent. Here's Megan to talk about what she saw and why she was so inspired to write this letter. I know uh, being a teacher, I know that sometimes we can feel like we're alone on an island, especially when we're trying something new and uh, something innovative. And we're sort of inside of our little box with our little four walls and we try something new and it goes well or it doesn't go well, but nobody really knows except for the kids. And so I thought it was important to watching her do this brand new thing and doing it really well and enjoying it and the kids having a great time. I thought it was important to let other people know uh, what she was doing in her classroom and how well she was doing. Great. And as you were observing, uh, were there any fun stories or anecdotes that you want to share about what you saw? Sure. So these these projects, the way that they're lined out, are um, very natural. So we, we have like observation and exploration before formal instruction. And so that's really scary for a teacher because it's like usually you have a beginning and a middle and an end. And this is what I want you to know. And now I'm going to test you and see if you know it. Well, the way these inquiry projects work, it, it doesn't work that way. It's not a nice line from start to finish. It's very wiggly because the kids get to choose, get to choose how they're learning and, and what they're doing. Um, so it, it's a little frightening to let go of that control and, and, uh, and let the kids do that. Um, so an anecdote from, uh, from the classroom that I think was really cool was when they were, they were testing their models in the design process. And um, this one particular group had a complete failure. Of their design it was an absolute complete failure and these kids instead of getting really down on themselves which I've seen time and time again they were diligently taking notes about what exactly was failing and why why it might be failing and how they could possibly fix it in their next iteration of the design which is huge engineering design process and so cool to see um, these kids with growth mindset and and like being innovative and how could I make it better? So it was, it was really neat. I 
took a visit to Mrs. Appleter's classroom and I spoke to some students. I'm pretty sure that I found one of the students being referred to. Here is Dustin. Dustin, how many STEM challenges have you gotten to do this year? Five. Five, and which one was your favorite? The roof, roof challenge. Can you tell me about the roof challenge? Yes, so we had to make a roof that could block off any excess snow from getting into the roof, well, the home, cardboard box, and deflect it getting from getting in the house. And my team failed because, well, it was a flat roof, so, well, it kind of collapsed a little. Did you, were you able to create a roof that kept the snow out? Yes, out of duct tape. Out of duct tape. Good job. Duct tape fixes everything. That's true. What do you want to be when you grow up? An engineer. And what inspired you to want to be an engineer? All the STEM challenges we've been doing. That's great. Thank you so much for your time. And now back to Megan. How do you think her students are benefiting from her instruction, specifically these STEM projects that she's doing with them? The really nice thing about these um, sort of project-based learning is that you're building those 21st century skills that these kids are going to need in their future careers, these jobs that we haven't even envisioned yet because we don't know what they'll be. Uh, we don't know what the needs will be in the future. And so having, having this sort of open-ended lesson where what they're really learning are things like creativity and problem solving, innovation, uh, critical thinking, collaboration, information literacy. You know, these, these 21st century skills are going to be the most important takeaway from school uh, when, they, when they leave here, when they leave our doors, and they go out into the working world. So that's what they're gaining from these big projects. All right, here she is, the star of the show, Mrs. Tara Affolter. How long have you been teaching? This is my 26th year. Wow, what inspired you to incorporate STEM into your classroom? A grant came across my computer last spring, I think it was, asking if I wanted to, you know, if I wanted to apply for this grant and be a part of this cohort. And I thought, well, yeah, I do, because I'm not very good at this. I don't really understand how to create these activities. And so anyway, I um, applied for it, and I was one of the lucky 40 uh, in the state of Washington to get it. So I spent six days at this institute last summer, and I realized it's not as difficult as I thought it was going to be to create STEM challenges. The cool thing about STEM is you're really looking around your area, things that are problems in your area. And you really are trying to get students to understand that failure is important to, to experience, that you're not going to probably solve the problem the first time. But each time you solve a problem, and if you're not, if you didn't solve it all the way, you learn something from it, and then you go again. And do you think that this is something that you'll continue to do with your classes? Oh, for sure. I am definitely going to be continually incorporating STEM activities in the classroom. And the kids, it is the most amazing. They're engaged. You just, you can sit back and they're problem solving and coming up with new ways and innovative ideas and mm -hmm. learning from each other. It's just a great way to learn. 
Is there one example of the students working together or overcoming a problem throughout the course of you doing these STEM challenges that really stands out in your mind that you can share? Well, um, yeah. Inevitably, there's a group that maybe doesn't do so well together. They struggle on who's going to be the leader and um, if you can have those strong personalities. In the, in the first challenge that we did, we built a bridge. So they did a small bridge and then they did a bigger bridge that had to hold um, X amount of weight and had to have be, be wheelchair accessible and all of these things. And this one group, oh my gosh, one person from the group was just having a really tough time and kind of yelled in class and tears were shed. And I was like, oh my goodness. And then they um, have a strong personality but are great learners. And I've seen this person evolve over the time of how they get their point across and how they're listening. And really it was, it was, the, it was frustrating for this person because they just wanted to be heard. And I think that when you're in this set kind of setting where everybody's supposed to be sharing their ideas and you try to find ways to tweak, you know, whatever the main idea is so that everybody has a little bit piece of their own thinking in it, that's, that's tricky, you know, and this person just really wanted to be heard. And so it's been fun to watch them kind of evolve and realize that it's, it's not about, you know, make meeting the challenge the first time. It's about the learning process. It's about working together and all of these things. So I've, mm -hmm. so I've watched that in the, in the next two challenges that those kind of things were happening. And we did a zipper merge challenge, which, uh, most, a lot of people wouldn't even know what those are. And that's when in two lanes of traffic, all of a sudden one's blocked off. And you know how everybody gets mad because these this other lane, their cars are going continuing on. And, you're, and we were thinking they're supposed to merge over early. They're actually supposed to merge at the end. And it's supposed to go like a zipper, one, one behind the other. So we had a civil engineer kind of walk us through the whole thing. And we're... Since that challenge, as even as we go down the hallway and if something happens, like we have an exit drill, zipper merge, you know, the kids are just, they totally understand. I had them do a public service announcement and they had to make, like, what would be uh, the road sign? What would the road sign look like? That was one of the challenges that we created. It was awesome. I need you to send that to me so that yeah. I can send that to WSDOT. <laughs> well, we had a WSDOT guy here. Perfect. And he's the one, this is, he's like, this is a problem. We haven't been able to figure out a sign that helps everybody know what they're supposed to do. That's fantastic. And other states has, have had that same problem, so it's been interesting. Well, maybe one of your students will finally figure mm -hmm. it out, huh? Well, because it has to be really, you know, it has to be very simple. And if you're going 70 plus miles per hour, it can't be, it has to be something you can see and immediately know what you're supposed to be doing. Right. It's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. People, adults struggle with it every day. Mm -hmm. I see it. So my last question, you did sort of touch on this in um, our, our first question, but I would just love to hear you summarize what your hope for your students is with this information that they're learning in your classroom. Uh, one, one big hope, one dream would be that they learn how to work together and that failing is okay. But I think even, I mean, as, as equal to that for me is for them to understand how many engineering jobs there are and that there are the things that they love to do that are hands-on in class, there are jobs out there that people pay people to do them. That's great. Well, I know that you've been a real leader amongst not just the fifth grade teachers here at Lincoln, but 
to all the teachers. You've been a really great example of how to implement something new in the classroom. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Before I left, I wanted to speak with one more student. I was able to sit down with Alice. Here's what Alice thinks of these great STEM projects. I liked mo motion and design because we got to work with partners and I, uh, I got to design a car and I think it's important that we, that we learn at an early age how, to, how, how a car works so we can improve it as we grow up. What do you want to be when you grow up? A medical engineer. Do you think that that will help you? Um, but do you think that your STEM challenges will help you become a medical engineer? Yes, because it's engineering, no matter what kind of engineering, and engineering is fixing problems and designing ways, like coming up with ways that make it better. Uh, so like Boeing, or aeronautical engineers do like work work on airplanes, and medical engineers try to solve things like cancer. On a scale of one to ten, one being I didn't like it, and ten being I loved it more than anything. How would you rate the STEM challenges? Uh, are we allowed to go to half points? You can do half points. Uh, nine and a half. That's pretty good. 